Well, hello, everyone. That's the sound of the shofar. I'm Kit Maddox with Word Alive International Outreach. Thank you so much for taking time to join me today. And I'm going to be talking about the significance of that sound and what it means to you and I as believers in Jesus Christ and how we can find faith and spiritual momentum to step into our future. We're in a very important season right now called Teshuva, Teshuva, some call it, which is a 40-day appointed time from the Lord that leads us from Elul 1, the month we're in now, all the way through Tabernacles and the Day of Atonement. So this is one of those very important uh, holiday seasons in the Lord where He comes intentionally to move us into returning, repentance. Uh, we got to have a good understanding of what repentance means. That's not just sorrowful repentance over past misdeeds or missteps, but it's actually going higher. Repent comes from re, again, pent, top, high place. Get back to the high place. Get higher. And I just really feel like this is a season where God wants to take us higher, give us a perspective from heaven to navigate culture, uh, navigate all the things we're having to navigate. And so it's a very important time. We're on day seven right now of this 40-day uh, point in time with the Lord called Teshuva. And so it's ex exciting to realize the biblical reference is Moses and Jesus. Moses, during this time historically, is when he went to the mountain, spent 40 days on the mountain and received revelation from the Lord. This is that season. This is the seasons where you and I get strategy and revelation from the Lord to hear the Lord so that we can unlock our future. Also, Historically, it was the time, they say, when Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days and was tempted by Satan, but overcame him by the word of God. And so this is a time that God brings us to every year to gain new insight, new instruction, so that we can have a higher revelation, a higher understanding. Isaiah 55 says, my ways are not your ways. My ways are actually higher than your ways. So we get God's perspective during this season about our lives, about our families, about our future. And it's also a, a time in our lives to defeat the enemy. So these are two great biblical examples. Now, there's some Hebraic customs that we keep. Number one, we blow the shofar or hear the sound of shofar every day for 40 days. So we're already done. it. This is day seven. So we've already begun to do that. So we hear the sound of the shofar. I just blew it as we started today. Number one. Number two, we read Psalm 27. Psalm 27 has 13, the 13 attributes of God's mercies, 13 times the Lord's name is mentioned in Psalm 27. So it's the Lord's mercies this month that cause us to move forward into our future with his blessings. And so we read Psalm 27 every day. We'll do that before we end today. Three, nurture our spirits with the word of God. And so we, we, we feel very very passionate about creating a world with words. And actually, just like we nourish our physical bodies, nourish our intellect, we can also nourish or nurture our spirits. And so we're speaking God's word every day. And then last but not least, acts of kindness. This is what it believe, truly means to repent. When John the Baptist was preaching repentance in Matthew 3, they said, how do we repent? He said, if you got two coats, give one away. If you got extra food, share it. And we really believe this is the time during this 40-day window that we can gain spiritual momentum. If you'd like to, follow me on Facebook. Every day, we're releasing the sound of the shofar and releasing the portion to nurture your spirit with. And so it makes it very convenient for you every morning. Just go to Facebook and we'll have a post all during the 40 days to hear the sound of shofar, 
and to nurture your spirit. And so we're very excited about this season. We believe we're going to gain great spiritual momentum. We're going to break cycles of defeat. We're going to break cycles of warfare, and we're going to unlock our future during this 40 days as we truly seek God with all our hearts. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about the shofar and the significance of that. But just before we do, I want to take you to a worship segment. Our recent uh, Transformation Weekend was awesome. And Justin Pate uh, worshiped with a song about mountains moving. Then uh, we'll go to hear Craig Maddox's testimony of the ecclesia and how he's stepping into the ecclesia through Kona Ice. And so I think you'll be blessed by the worship and the testimonies. We'll come back. We'll uh, have our giving portion. And then I'll share the message with you today about the significance of the sound of the shofar during these 40 days. So watch this and be blessed. We are at Word Alive Outreach International in Oxford, Alabama. We're talking with Kent Maddox's nephew, Craig Maddox. Yes, sir. So Craig, you're the executive pastor here. You held down the fort while everybody else went. Your uncle, Pastor Kent Maddox, had a dream. And in the dream, the Lord said, you're gonna meet Ed Silvoso and there's gonna be a spiritual exchange. And you mentioned the Ecclesia message when you were talking about what you had to share in these 67 counties. Tell us what Ecclesia means to you. Uh, the message of Ecclesia specifically to me gave me permission to pursue something that I didn't even know I had the desire to do. I, my dad has been a pastor since uh, I was born. I've not known any different. I was mm. in the military, uh, then into ministry. Wow. And so there, was not there wasn't necessarily uh, in the generation right before me a business or entrepreneurial spirit. My grandfather had one mm -hmm. um, who I'm named after. Oh, wow. Um, but just recently, even before I was aware of Ecclesia, the Lord put in my heart this entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, through my cousin and a couple of buddies I have that own businesses, I kind of lived vicariously through them as they were pioneering. And I really enjoyed it and was excited. But mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm, I'm in ministry. Mm -hmm. I, I can't really go do that. And so um, I did uh, end up starting a, a business, uh, and it's a great story. But as I was doing that, with permission from Kent, mm -hmm. which is another, yes. how many pastors, how many employers would give their employee mm -hmm. permission to pioneer something outside of their primary function, whether in ministry. So him giving me permission, uh, plus the idea of Ecclesia from Dr. Savoso gave, me, gave my heart permission to pursue business and the Lord's blessed it and show me great favor in it. So that Beautiful. personally is what Ecclesia has meant to me. So the kingdom of God, Jesus talking about Ecclesia meant whenever two or three are gathered in my name, I am there with them. Mm -hmm. So basically, as opposed to coming and trying to get everybody to come into the four walls and ministry, Ecclesia paradigm is the fact that we're out in the community yes, and we're inviting the Lord into our business, our family, our homes, our recreation. And so you actually went out and started the business to be an ecclesia. It wasn't, you didn't wake up and say, I want to 
sell Kona ice to make money. No, you're interacting with the community now. You go to parks where they play baseball. And tell us about the Ecclesia concept and what kind of encounters have you had out there with your business? Yes, sir. So uh, owning a shaved ice business, uh, first off, you're everybody's best friend. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not the... Uh, you're not the bill collector, you're right. not the doctor, you're, you sell shaved ice. They're yeah. looking to have a good time. Um, so that's, that's the first part of it. But yeah, the idea that owning a business, running a business, all the activity that goes into that, uh, the Lord's in it, mm. right? And so some of what we've done with our staff is train them uh, to do a couple things intentional along the idea of prayer evangelism. So uh, I guess it's okay to mention, but you know, like Chick-fil-A, right? Yes, everybody yes. loves Chick-fil-A. Yes. Um, what do they say when you say thank you? They say, my pleasure, right? You're just known for saying that. Right, you, you right, know. right. Well, one thing I've taught our staff is when people say thank you, say, we say bless you, oh, yeah. which is step one of prayer evangelism. Yes. You, you bless, you fellowship, you minister, and you declare the kingdom of God is there. So. I try to encourage them to say, bless you. We bless you. We just want to bless you uh, as often as possible. And so we operate in six different counties with seven different pieces of equipment. Uh, we're at, in schools, ball fields, churches invite us, corporations invite us. There's really not a sphere of influence that we're not involved in. Wow. And so I like to say we're just saturating the spirit realm with these blessing seeds that we're not really asking for anything back. We're just sowing blessing, blessing, blessing as often as we can. Another thing we do with the shaved ice is uh, kind of a first fruits principle. And so this isn't a corporate you know, thing that they tell all franchisees to do. It's just what I've chosen yeah. to do. But I've, I've trained our staff that the first customer of the day is always free. The first the fruit. The first customer wow. of the day is always free. Beautiful. And we don't publicize that. Right, right. But we just, the first person that comes up, they order, we make their shaved ice, they go to pay and say, no, this one's free, it's on us. Bless you. We bless you. <laughs> and the conversations that have developed out of that uh, and the smiles you see on people's faces uh, is numerous. There's been so many uh, encounters with people just their their countenance demeanor changes right and so uh just by you know sowing that first fruit principle and i think it's also teaching my employees who are a lot of teenagers and not all of them necessarily have a relationship with the lord mm -hmm. uh, i feel like i'm teaching them you know the the concepts of generosity and concepts of the yeah. kingdom without them quite yet knowing what i'm doing well, and you're pastoring them i i think i am i'm trying you yes, absolutely sir. are <laughs> <laughs> And so another thing we do uh, also with the business is we give back to the community. Uh, we can do that through donations. So every time we go to a ball field or, you know, a school, we, we, we like to give back some of the proceeds back into uh, to those programs and help them raise money. Beautiful. Um, and so for my personality, I'm, I'm married. I have four girls and uh, I like still like to consider myself young. So being in business, shaved ice, baseball fields, schools uh it's just fun mm. but at the same time we're getting to sow seeds of ecclesia and prayer evangelism in the kingdom and we just enjoy it there was a a little league here locally um you know my family helps me with the business my sister my nieces my wife you know my mom and dad uh but the little league uh just this week told my sister 
said, we just want to say thank you for the money that you've given back to us. We couldn't have had the season without you. And we just, and they were just crying, thankful. And so it just makes my heart happy to be able to be in business, to, you know, be a part of blessing the community and an extension of ministry uh, that I get to do with the church and through the church, but also through my business and my ecclesia. What awesome worship and what a powerful testimony. We want to move into our giving portion today. Just before the COVID pandemic back in 2020, I heard the Lord's voice say, I am resourcing my people in new ways. I believe the Lord is teaching us, his people, how to prosper even in difficult times. You know, in uh, Genesis 28, it says, Isaac sowed in the year of famine and in that year reaped a hundredfold. No matter what our natural circumstances are, we know that God wants his people to prosper even in the midst of difficult times, and he's teaching us to do so. We believe one of the key ways is first fruits giving. First fruits is different from our tithe. First fruits is each and every month or appointed season, we offer a first to the Lord. And so if you weren't weren't able to get in on that last week, I want to give you the opportunity to do that here today. Excuse me. I hear the train blowing. That's the glory train, I think, that's coming coming by. If you can hear that in the background, there's a big train coming by right now. Maybe that's prophetic. Of the, you know, the trains always speak of the glory of God. So I just receive that for you and I today that trains, I'll just go ahead and prophesy, trains of God's supply are leaving heaven station and they're coming into your life and my life. And I say that sound that we're hearing now in the background here where I'm doing this today, I say that sound, God is releasing a sound The train, the sound of the train, trains of supply are coming our way. Ezekiel 44, 30 says, give a first fruits to the Lord so that a blessing may rest on your household. God is resourcing his people in new ways. And one of the keys to prospering is understanding God's economy, how to move with God in faith. So we know first fruits releases a blessing on our house. We know a tithe opens the windows of heaven, Malachi 3, 9 and 10. Bring the first fruits or your offerings to the Lord that he may open the windows of heaven and prove me, God says, if I'll not open those windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. And last but not least, Isaiah 58 promises, if we share our food with the hungry, if we take care of others, our healing will spring forth speedily. God, uh, we will call, God will answer the glory of God will be our rear guard. And and even in our darkness, there will be light. So we, we offer three ways of giving they are on your screen. You can tithe, offer first fruits or through project 58 fast one meal a week, give that to uh, provide for the poor. And we believe these three ways of giving literally causes us to prosper in each and every season. And so I just want to pray over those of you that are participating today. I really believe God wants to resource us in a new way. And I just say in the name of Jesus, we bless our giving today. And we thank you, Lord, for resourcing your people in a supernatural way in Jesus name. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we're earlier, we're in this 40 days of Teshuvah, and it's a very important time. And one of the keys is this is the only time during the calendar year of God's calendar that we sound the shofar for 40 days. Actually, we're commanded not necessarily to blow the shofar, but to hear the shofar. And so whether you're you're blowing it and releasing it that way or listening to it on an app or listening to it on a recording, it's hearing that sound of the shofar. What's that about? It's about waking us up. It's about 
about alerting our spirit. Uh, there's, there's five different things that I've jotted down that this shofar does. Number one, it awakens us from spiritual slumber and out of being spiritually sluggish. There's times throughout the season, through trauma, through circumstances, through difficult situations we face, what happens is our spirit man can just begin to be weary. That's why God said, don't be weary in well-doing. And so we know that once a year, God comes to awaken us out of our sleep and slumber. Two, it breaks the power of any deception so that we can see spiritually. So many times we lose our focus or we get blinded by the circumstances that the enemy throws our way, the fog of war, if you will. And God comes to lift that fog for us and move us out of that. Three, defeat the enemy that's been coming against you, whether it be sickness, lack, relational situations, addictions, uh, whatever, whatever may be coming against your personal life, this sound of the shofar is designed to release us from the attacks of the enemy. Actually, the Hebrew, Hebraic thought is when this sound is made, it's so powerful, it brings confusion to all the enemy's plans. Four, it reminds us that this is an appointed time with God. So it's one of those times you that God says, get ready, I'm going to bless you. Get ready, I'm going to release favor to you. Get ready, you're going to receive a reward from the past season. Some of us do not process our trials correctly. Therefore, we don't enjoy or encounter the reward. There is a reward on the end of every trial, every test that we go through with the Lord. Hebrews uh, 11.6 says, if we come to God, we must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'm prophesying this is that season of reward. So that sound reminds us this is the time the king is in the field. He's very accessible and he's ready to bless us with his favor. And last but not least, it just simply allows us to get back on track. Pick up where we may have dropped off something, uh, redo some things, break out of old cycles, whether it be health-wise, relational, spiritual, whatever cycles we find ourselves in that may have been detrimental to us this past year. We, this is the season where we get to shift that and we get to move forward. And the sound of the shofar is one of the most powerful instruments that God has given us for two things. Number one, to wage warfare in the spirit because there is a war going on. Going on. And number two, to step into God's blessings and favor. Here's the scriptural reference. It's found in Numbers 10, 9 through 10. Here's what it says. And when you go to war, in your land against the enemy who attacks you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpet or the shofar so that you, so that you will be thought of by the Lord, your God and be saved from your enemies. Is that not powerful? It says, when you go to war against the enemies in the land that I'm sending you to take the trumpet, make the, sound the alarm. And when you do that, you will be thought of by God or, there, or God will be reminded where you are and you will be saved from your enemies. And so this is Second Corinthians 10, 4 says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God into pulling down strongholds. There is a spiritual war that surrounds our lives. And we're not, if we don't recognize that, we can be trying to use natural means to do supernatural things or fight supernatural wars with natural things. But our warfare is not carnal, not natural, but it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so this is a promise from God's word, Numbers 10, that when we when we come to this time of year, 
whatever attacks we've been under that's been attacking our family, that's been attacking our finances, been attacking our health, been attacking our relationships, that we can sound the sound of the shofar. And when we do that, God hears this sound, but also the enemy hears this sound and a warfare is waged against the attacks of our enemy and God saves us from our enemies. I prophesy to you during these 40 days, as we hear the sound of the shofar, let it be reminded to you every day, these 40 days, God is fighting your battles for you and the attacks of the enemy that have come against you up to this point, God is going to be reminded of our covenant with him through this sound and we will be saved from our enemies. The next portion of this scripture says, also on the day of your on the day of your joy and at your appointed feast and on your first days of your months, you shall blow the shofar over your offerings and they shall be a reminder of you before your God that I am the Lord, your God. Now, I don't know about you, but I isn't it interesting that in the warfare, God is reminded in the blessings of the favor. God is reminded. This is found in Psalm 89, 15 that says, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound, they shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance, or one translation, in the light of your favor. The psalm is prophesying that there is a day known as the sound of jubilee, the sound of deliverance, the sound of breakthrough, the sound of favor on God's people. That is released when we, when we blow this sound. It comes up as a reminder before the Lord and a reminder to us that we are in an appointed season where God is ready to release his favor and his blessings on us. Blessed are those who, who know the joyful sound, for they shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance or your favor or your grace in a supernatural way. And so during this 40 days of Teshuva, I just want to remind you that this sound of shofar is very significant. So let's go over the four points once again that we're doing for these 40 days. Number one, we're hearing or listening to the sound of shofar. Number two, we're reading Psalm 27. We're nurturing our spirit and we're doing acts of justice or kindness. As we do this for these 40 days, we are setting ourselves up to break out of cycles of defeat and move into cycles of blessings, receiving instruction from the Lord and the favor and the grace of the Lord to move forward in a supernatural way in this season. Just before we end our time together today, I want to read over your life Psalm 27, and I want to release the sound of the shofar. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, 
Man, is that not appropriate for right now? In the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me. Answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. One translation, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait. I say on the Lord message translation says, stay with God, be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Stay with God. And so I release the blessing of Psalm 27 over you. I am decreeing and declaring today in this 40 days that God by his Holy spirit is defeating your enemies and releasing supernatural favor and bringing you out of cycles of defeat into cycles of victory. And so I just release that to you today. Please follow us on Facebook for our daily post so you can hear the shofar and nurture your spirit. And now we end with the blessing of the shofar and I release this blessings over your life today. Enemies defeated and the favor of the Lord blessing you and God being reminded of his covenant with us. Receive the blessing of the sound and walk in the light of his blessing and favor in Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. Follow us on Facebook. There will be uh, graphics on how you can give and upcoming events. Go to wordalive.org. There's many great events coming this fall during the fall feast. We want you to be a part of in a global conference in October. So go to our website, check out our events and, and uh, the upcoming dates. Be blessed. I'll see you every day on Facebook as we nurture our spirits and we move with God in 40 days of Teshuvah going higher and higher in Jesus name. Love you guys. Be blessed.